0: What's all that noise?
1: They're doing construction upstairs. This is the wonderful thing about having a studio in an apartment building. Um, they're uh, they got a scaffolding down on the side of the building, and they're hammering on the deck above my studio. Oh, that's gonna
0: make it tough for recording.
1: Yeah and they have little jackhammers and they're tearing up the uh, tile up there because there's a leak in the building which now happens you, to make, when you say little
0: jackhammers are you talking about little tiny ones
1: i'm talking about like <laughs> the size of uh bigger than an electric steak knife but smaller <laughs> than the real one and it just and it which which is just it's just it hits just, 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 <laughs> the the concrete floor above me and it's just like so i'm doing like okay take one Like CBS 2 presents take two. Then it gets to the point where I can't start over. So I have to keep reading each line and then edit the whole thing together at the end. And it's worse when you have a great take. It's like, oh, that sounded this is going really well. And after living in this building for 11 years, it's the, you know, and when somebody decides like, I'm going to, we're going to take up this tile floor and put down wood, then you get the jackhammering of an entire floor and then you get the banging of an install, of of wood install. So, yeah. Well, um, hello everyone. Welcome to the Voiceover Gurus
0: podcast. Hi. And as you can tell, uh, Brian Lee and I have been friends for a very long time, which is why we can discuss uh, the normalcy of... um, life. You know, in in Brian's case, he lives in an apartment building down in southwest Florida. And uh, it has with it its perks and its negatives.
1: No, you've worked in a building before. It's been a long time. So you have a very nice soundproof studio, but not you didn't always.
0: No. Well, my first studio that like I built other than, well, really, I lived in Manhattan for two years and actually worked out of a closet. That was horrific because we were right next to a stairwell, too.
1: So every time. So you get people on the stairs and you get sirens and you get traffic yes. and you get this-
0: <laughs> So I'd do this great take and then you hear bump, bump, bump,
1: bump. And I'd have to wait and
0: then you'd hear the door. And then would be like, okay, I can record. And then bump, <laughs> boom,
1: boom, 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 boom. Like, sh- And then there's the people that stand in the stairwell and have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you just, Shut right. up! <laughs> So a little Uh. bit about
0: um, us, uh, for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, Brian and I have been friends since, what, 1994? That's when I met you. We met because I lived in Fort Myers, Florida, and I worked at a radio station in the business office, and I was weekends um, doing uh, on-air work. And Brian, you had your own production company at that time.
1: Yeah, I did. I had a production company. I had left radio in 1993 in Richmond, Virginia. It was my last radio job as a production director, and then I started doing freelance production and then decided you could do that wherever you are because we were just FedExing tapes out. There was no internet back then, so we were FedExing things out. So you can FedEx it from Virginia or you can FedEx it from Florida. It didn't make any difference. So I went independent in 1993, and I was always – Kind of an audio guru. So I had to, I was in radio for a little bit part-time because I didn't, I wasn't making enough money in voiceover to just do in production Mm -hmm. to do that. I had Mm -hmm. to, I had a part-time job in radio too at the same time and very much like you did in the beginning.
0: Isn't that cool? It's like you have Uh to have your foot in a couple of, you know, your toe in a couple of different pools of water Mm -hmm. when you're starting out you know, to keep keep the ball rolling, the production ball rolling, the voiceover ball rolling. So we met then, and you invited me into your studio to, like, watch and then to finally do some voiceovers. And that was my first real, like, real hardcore voiceover experience with sessions and being in a booth and at your production facility.
1: Yeah, it was really lucky because I had no idea that that was going to happen. You know, when I came back to Fort Myers, it was to do... Um, Audio like radio station imaging stuff because mm-hmm. I had I was doing it in Richmond, Virginia, and then a, a college radio station in Charlotte called me and said, "Are you the guy that does that stuff in Richmond?" And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Will you do it for us? We'll pay you. We've got money from the school." And I'm, I'm sure. And then I ran an ad in Radio Records newspaper, and then started getting calls, and then moved back to Florida, and that's all I was doing. It, it was only to do imaging for radio. Wow. And the minute I got back to Florida, this um. This ad agency guy who was an old radio guy had heard about me – I don't even remember how. Uh-huh. And in Fort, this is Fort Myers you know, in 1993. And they're like, we can't do production at the radio stations. There's only one good guy in this town, <laughs> which is Rick Peterson, obviously.
0: Oh, and, you know, Rick Peterson.
1: And there's nobody else. And what about you producing local commercials for ad agencies? And I was just like, "Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Wow. And, of course, it was in my house. Wow. <laughs> so they came to my house to do it and then within a few months so many agencies were coming into my this condo that I was renting that I had to get a storefront oh my and God. then and put that in there and that was uh September of 93 and only a few months later I met you
0: that's amazing
1: I... so i was in my infancy in 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 a new business in a production business when i uh when you and i met so wow. it was all new to me. So you're probably coming in. Oh, this is a great opera. This is great I operation. thought it was so
0: cool. Yeah. Especially because you had Peter Thomas coming mm-hmm. into yeah. your facility who the legendary Peter Thomas, if you don't know, you should Google him. Um, and he was, You know, well, you talk about his history. You know, well,
1: Peter is a uh, Peter was is a like a World War II vet. And he was doing radio when he was a teenager. He was from Pensacola, Florida, and then he. Uh, went to New York and he just pushed his way. He like lived at the YMCA. But if you guys don't know who he is, he, he's a, he's a legend. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he's the guy from Forensic Files. You know, mm-hmm. police found mm-hmm. the you know the blood splatter on the wall matched the murder <laughs> weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and he also was uh, the PBS guy. You know, the funding for Nova was made possible by Canon and by Ford Motor Company and wow. by. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary. And when he was, he was just in so much um, uh, demand. And this technology, the ISDN technology which is actually kind of going away yes. now, was in its infancy in 1993. And I was the first guy to buy an ISD line and get it installed. It took forever.
0: I was going to say, did it cost you a lot to do that?
1: It cost me so much money. And the, <laughs> the phone company didn't even know what it was. These guys in suits came in when the line got installed. These two guys in suits came in and plugged an ISDN phone into this, OK, here we go, and it picked it up. It's like mm, a dial tone. And they were acting like it was they invented the wheel. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not using it for that. I'm gonna need it for a, you know, a, a, a zephyr, you know, yeah, digital yeah. network audio transceiver. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it you plugs into the same jack in the wall, and then it does this. And they were just blown away. And then I called Peter Thomas's. Um, I called him because I had asked him to do something for me months earlier, just to read like a little um, intro, like. Uh, but he another, was he was living in creation. Naples at the time. Right, but I called him in New York oh. when I was living in Virginia, and uh, I just wanted him to do one line for me because I loved his voice so much. And he and he and he said uh, another creation from the advantage, and then I ended up moving to Florida, getting this line knowing he lived in Naples and called him and you said you remember me? he's like, yes and I said, I've got this line that you can do work live out of a <laughs> studio and he didn't he'd never heard of it and he was like, oh, okay and he goes, well, you know, Brian uh, hey buddy thanks, but I mean I don't no one's ever asked me to do it, but if everybody <laughs> if anybody ever does, I'll be sure to call he you was so and nice. then like, Two months later, he calls me, and I end up being his personal engineer for three years, for oh, three days a week.
0: That was incredible. And
1: that's when you met him.
0: Yeah, and I got to listen to him do a narration, and me being this newbie, I my I was blown away watching this legend, listening to this legend work. And I, well, you've heard him
1: all your life, you know.
0: Right, and you're watching him work and thinking, my God, that is what I aspire to be. You know, to to be able mm-hmm. to handle copy like that, and to be able right. to connect. Um, and just pull in the listener the way that he was able to do. So that, those were my formative, definitely formative years, thanks to Advantage Productions. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And then you weren't around for much longer. You know, you I think it, w- it was only, uh, let's see, that was 94. So yeah. by a year or a year and a half later, or maybe two.
0: 97, I moved.
1: Okay. 97,
0: yeah. I moved to New York. Yeah. So
1: like three years later, you left. You're like I'm gonna go do this, and and you. Ha- I remember you were just. Uh, you're like I'm gonna go do voiceover in New York. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, and, and I'm like, what? And you, you. This was Fort Myers, Florida. You're like I'm gonna go to New York, and that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, and I was nothing determined. Sto- and, yeah, and nothing stopped you. You went right into what you knew, which was radio, and then built an entire career, studio's career. Yeah, and, yeah, it was amazing.
0: But you got you got to take those risks in life. You know, once you find, if you're lucky enough, in my opinion, to figure out your passion. At at whatever point, you know, if you've you've got that passion and you know that's what you want to do, then you got to take those risks, you know, because I don't want to regret. I don't want to look back on my life and say, why didn't I try it?
1: Yeah. And it's a a wonderful way to make a living. You know, it's hard, but it's. Yeah. But would you really rather do anything else?
0: Now, a lot of uh, folks, well, they'll probably know because I'll type it in the bio, but Brian Lee, you—I mean, you—you you have done so much stuff, and mm. guys, you have heard him everywhere, and you hear him on a daily basis. Can you just—I'm not trying to embarrass you, but can you just like tell a, a couple of the networks and that you work on frequently, so people can um, put your yeah, voice sure. to? Uh, sure, yeah.
1: Well, it depends on where you are. I do a lot of local affiliate television, so anywhere from New York to LA to—who's um, calling me? <laughs>
0: He's a busy guy.
1: <laughs> hold on, hold on one second. Sure. I'll reject that call. It's that's <laughs> Channel Two in Chicago <laughs> for their session, actually, that they never use. Oh, God. Um, I may we... have to like just. I may have to tell David, the great guy up there, David, that I'll. Uh, what is it for? So th- okay, so this is really cool that you would ask this. What do I do? Right. This yeah. is uh, that. That's a call from Channel Two in Chicago, WBBM, and it's just. Uh, I got a script here. It's like uh, CBS 2's Inside Track, the Chicago Auto Show and uh, it 's just a tagline, but um that 's what I do. I have uh, over thirty television station contracts around the country, and forty radio station contracts. so what they do is they pay monthly and they just send you copy and you read whatever they send you and you get a contract and um, and and you hopefully get it renewed, and you have a baseline of of income right um, The other stuff I would do would be like movie trailers mm-hmm. like um uh there's um i'm
0: sorry i'm just hearing all the noise i know
1: <laughs> i know all the banging around yeah i know isn't that awful and i gotta imagine if i was trying to voice something like... i
0: know i know i know no go ahead continue i'm sorry the movie trailers but, um, one of the latest movie trailers you've done
1: uh this this last one i'm on is the one it's not out yet it's the uh, jason bateman uh it's uh the
0: game night one
1: yeah game Night.
0: oh i love i want to see that yeah
1: Right. And before that was House Party with Will Ferrell. Very cool. uh, Yeah. And then, um, you know, and I get just little bits and pieces. The industry has changed a lot. They used to hire you for months at a time to work on films, but uh, that's kind of gone away and they just kind of go, "Okay, here we go. I've been working on Hotel Transylvania 3. I've done the first two movies and uh, that comes out this year. So... um, yeah, it was. Uh, that's that's really a really cool. lucrative. I would I, I would love to do that all the time because you'd work <laughs> like <laughs> ten minutes a day and make what you make. <laughs> you know, it takes you a month to make, but because uh, that's a very lucrative business. But yeah, just movie trailers. Like um, a lot of it's short stuff now. It's like, um, like Game Night, rated R. Or mm-hmm. or uh, Hotel Transylvania 3, rated PG-13, starts mm-hmm. Friday.
0: Interesting. You know, mm-hmm. things
1: like that. Have you found um, Have
0: you found that the trailers have changed as far as, like, the use of the announcer in the trailer? You know, maybe in the, in the old days with the, uh, in a world, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, know? it used
1: to tell a story. The long-form trailer used to tell a story. And, mm-hmm. like, for instance, you could go to, like, Paul Blart, which is the, the the mall cop campaign that I did a long time ago. Or Princess and the Frog. Those mm-hmm. are on Lee.com. Um, And those were like whole story. It it was like you're telling a story. And then those lines and then Mm -hmm. and and yeah, they they did get away from that. There was a big there was a big uh, issue within the trailer industry between talent agents, managers and studios. And what they did is they uh, they they the, the new negotiation made the studios back off on their budgets a lot. So then, you see trailers now that are just cards. You know, just cards come up that say this Friday or this spring. Gotcha. They're getting mm-hmm. together, and it doesn't cost anything to do cards. You know, like just graphic cards. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like someone's moving furniture upstairs. <laughs> so just drag this table. Either that, or you had play. too
0: much Mexican last night. Sure. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Mexican sound. I could, aim, <laughs> I could aim the microphone at the ceiling. That'll just make it worse. Here, wait a minute. That's your. So, now let me ask name. you something
0: real quick. With the with the movie trailer read, I it's very. Is it rhythmic? Is it more punctuated you know, a, or what? That's anything?
1: a really good Why are there so few people doing it? You know, right. why is it always the same? you know, five, six, seven guys. Right. And yes, there is an interpretation to movie trailers. Uh, Just like there is for television news. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're reading a promo for news and uh, it just has something like, uh, like I just got this for uh, my client. You have this. We both have WPXI in Pittsburgh, actually. Mm -hmm. And I just got a... um, Uh, I just got a script where it says, weather is the big story tonight on Channel 11 News at 11 at 11. You know, right now, Pittsburgh's chief meteorologist, Stephen Cropper, is working on your forecast. So from a narrative, you wouldn't go, you know, weather is the big story tonight on Channel 11 News, 11 at 11. Right right now, Pittsburgh's chief meteorologist, Stephen Cropper, is working on your forecast. There's no sense of urgency in there. Mm. So that's obviously the wrong interpretation. And then there's the interpretation of trying to read it like, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like, Weather is the big story tonight on Channel Eleven. Now you're yelling. Yeah, you know. So the, 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 half, there's a, there's a certain way to inflect and interpret radio copy, and 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 in this case, it's just a, a a very interesting way to read it. Weather is the big story. You know, weather is the big story tonight on Channel Eleven News. Eleven at eleven. Mm-hmm. There's just a way to inflect news promo. And like radio liners, today's hits, yesterday's favorites. You can't say today's hits, yesterday's favorites. There's a way to read radio, way to read TV promo. And just like that, there's a way to read movie trailers. Mm-hmm. A very over-enunciated, like, uh, you know, a very over-enunciated way of explaining the story in these single lines. Uh, and and nothing's really changed over the years. But it's always like, uh, uh, you know, something like, you know, Bob's life was boring, you know, and it's like this one line and then they do a clip, you know, of right. the movie. But Bob's about to discover life can get better or whatever. It's just this is just a way to do it. And not everybody can do that. Right. And uh, and if you can't interpret the, the scripts properly for for trailers or in that vein or that style, they don't want you. It's almost like um, <clears throat> you just have to get it.
0: Right. I I know I I have a trouble. I have trouble with the dramatic, the newsy reads, which is why I don't mm -hmm. do too many. I'm more of the, you know, the color (laughs) and the promo and hey, coming, you know, uh, uh, join us for the food fest next week. Right, (laughs) right. Exactly. More the public
1: stuff. Right. (laughs) But but the thing about it is, is that your strong suit over the many years that you've been doing this, you have you're really an actress. You have acting experience. You have improv experience, which I don't have. So... When you do these amazing comedy bits, you can be—you yourself can become almost any character and really sell it. And really, when I do that, I, I, which I can't, I have trouble doing that. I, I really feel like I'm kind of faking it, and I'm like, oh god, I hope I hope they don't think it sucks when I read it. But yet, I you you, I can't, you envelop it. You, I can't you seem to it.
0: I can't seem to master becoming whatever character it is I need to become for a hardcore newsread.
1: Right. It's more like a promo voice. You know, it's just like people will say, oh, so you do commercial. I'm like, no, I do promo. And commercials are another thing. You know, when you're you're selling a product or a service or or anything, clothes, food, I don't get those bookings. You know, I don't get like unless it's a sponsorship, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, different Mm -hmm. days, different deals or the dollar menu now at McDonald's. But people don't but people don't usually just people don't hire me for that stuff. Yeah. But if it's if it's like, you know, weather channel or 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 CNBC, sports, you know, like it,
0: sports, you do a or lot, sports, of sports. Mm-hmm. lot
1: of sports, a lot of olympic stuff and whatever there's just a way to be that intense kind of, you know, it's a horse race. It's an olympic event. It's it's one of these. So you're, then yeah. You're
0: just kind of getting yourself in that mode for that type of read. You're just displaying I'm just trying to figure out the source of you kind of just turn it on after so many years of doing it. Is that and practice yeah, and repetition? Yeah, it's and...
1: Just, well, when you're a really seasoned talent like you, you you are your interpretation of how you're gonna read something is built into your your into your style, into Linda Bruno. Linda Bruno has a style. You don't get copy in front of you and go, How am I gonna read this? <laughs> right. <it's laughs> You've just... been doing this for so long that when it gets in front of you, you seamlessly work through it. And if you and if if you fail to interpret like, or you run, well, not, I won't say fail to interpret, but if you run into an area in a script where you. Inflect wrong, you'll know it immediately, and then do a pickup and, and right. And whatever. Well,
0: I mean that's the, that's what comes with us doing this forever. But when I try to explain it to someone who's never done it, it's difficult because I'm like so used to doing it that I have to try and break it down to the basics. I mean, for me, being a singer, musically, everything for me is is rhythmic. So I'm like I got musical tones, musical ups, musical downs, you know, and that or I mimic. I'm really good at mimicking.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's right. another
0: thing. I'll watch a YouTube video on someone. That I think I want to sound like, and I just try to mimic their their pacing, their pattern, their maybe a stutter here and there, um, right. you know. Which
1: I cannot, which I can't do. You, you don't know, mimic. I, t-
0: it, I thought you could. mimic. I, I
1: really no. I mean, if I do, it's it's uh, I'm getting lucky. <laughs> if they <laughs> if they uh, you know when when uh, yeah the one thing that makes me uncomfortable if I if I'm being directed in a session and somebody says hey throw a little laugh in that I'm like oh god. Oh, be- <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. If they're like, it's like, it's like, I don't even, I can't even, really? I can't even give you an example. But if they say, do a laugh, like, just snicker or something in that word, like, oh, really? Or, or like, wow, or, or like, you could win or something. I'm just like, God, that sounds awful. And I can tell they think it sounds awful, too. It's like, can you do it again? 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 And I'm just like, yes. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. Well, and worse. Th- thank God you have
0: other abilities. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, do.
1: understand your limitations in this business because, you know, you, you know, it, yes, if I had a coach and somebody yeah, was right. teaching me how to interpret, I should, I should hire you. <laughs> this, you know, you can hire me to do promo and I'll... <laughs> And I'll hire you to learn how to read <laughs> and everything. You know, remember, you do pages and pages and pages of narration. It's like out there is a 30 minute video on glass repair that you did, you know. And, and for me, it's just like everything is these single lines, you know, like we'll all have early school closings and delays tomorrow at 11. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. You know, this is easy. I get done with my work. You know, I just do 30s, 15s, 20s, 10s, and 5s, you know, all day long. You're like, here's your script. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Here's 70 pages. I have to get myself settled in. noon. Yeah,
0: I got to get myself settled in
1: (laughs) for a session. Oh, yeah. You have to prepare. Especially for 5s. I got to go get my. I got to go get my tea, yeah. <laughs> I got to put on my socks, you know? I, I got to dim li- the lighting, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know? I got to get ready for this, true. <laughs> I got to get ready for this. Well, you know? Brian,
0: I know you're so busy and I appreciate you hanging with me for a little bit. I your phone is going off and everybody's looking yeah. for you.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's actually, absolutely, absolutely. we've been friends for a very, very, very long time. I know. And it's always, uh, it's always fun to hang out with you for sure. You're far away.
0: <laughs> Far away, but close via our recordings and Skype. Um, but, That's right. But down the road, you ever get another twenty minutes, we can just chat. That would be wonderful because I know uh, the listeners would love to hear your experience and stories. The stories are always funny, you know.
1: I would love to. Great Thanks room. so much for the opportunity. I Thanks, it very
0: Brian. Much and join us again, folks. Um, I'm JJ's been super, super duper busy, so I will be back. <laughs> I'm not quite sure when with the next podcast, but we will continue to uh, give you some great information about the voice. Of over industry so join us again thanks